Welcome to the Scotty Mac with Cheese podcast. It is a great day to have a, a, an old friend. Well, I get maybe I shouldn't say old friend with uh, with Lori LeBlanc. She is a, a licensed counselor known for almost 10 years. Lori, how are you? I'm doing okay. How about you? Yeah, trying to make it through this COVID hurricane world, I tell you. Exactly. Hey, I I'm, having a, I'm having another special guest. You are? Yeah, Who might that be? She's right here next to me. It's <laughs> <Okay>. Melanie. <laughs> Hey, Good to morning, everyone. Melanie. It is, the, it is morning time right now, so I'm just not going to say, hey, it's good morning. Hey. Good morning. <laughs> so uh, what we're doing uh, with Lori here on the podcast is just to kind of, you know, chat just a little bit about what's going on uh, with this COVID world we are in. It's, it's kind of a crazy world uh, at the moment. And uh, Lori, um, what are some of the... I guess the big picture kinds of things. Okay, sure. I think um, what we need to remind ourselves of during this time, all of us in the beginning went into this thinking, oh, we're just going to be quarantined for 30 days. And that seemed horrible, you know, at the time. But I think we all held on like, okay, we can do anything for 30 days. But here we are almost seven months later, yeah. you know, and we're still dealing with this which is becoming pretty traumatic, you know, and distressing for people. That's right. It sure has. I think it's just more that uh, the quarantine of uh, staying in uh, close quarters, close, close quarters. <laughs> we're, we're doing some socializing on our social network, but it's not mm -hmm. anything like hugs and smiles and interacting with somebody or the regular group that we do. Right. And Melanie, you're so right, because I think as South Louisianians, we are known for our like Southern hospitality. Right. And we are very social. You know, we are I mean, we're a lot of us are big huggers. All of the things that we would have socially gathered for you think about Mardi Gras, hmm. Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day. What else have we in, in there? Fourth of July. All of those traditional activities that we, would have been big, big gatherings for us. You know, we have missed out on that. And when you mentioned you're doing some social, you know, networking, but to me, what I'm seeing and hearing is that lack of connectedness. Mm -hmm. Because right. even though we have social media, we have internet, we have FaceTime, that face-to-face -face connectedness, that isolation with people who are used to going to work. And even if you just said hello or good morning to the person on the elevator, you know, we're missing that. And then you add in the hopelessness and the grief related to people, you know, losing their jobs, people being sick, you know, the financial fears of everything that's going on. So there's a lot of that. There's a lot of stress. I think loneliness, and I just keep going back to the word isolation. Yes, you know a lot through all of this because we are. I mean, just things that are so normal to us. Nothing about that is you know, our normal lives. It's normal now, and it just feels weird to even just go to the grocery store, you know, or go to get gas. So people are really struggling. 
You know, one of the things I'm struggling with, believe it or not, is their Mm -hmm. smile. I mean, you can't see their their teeth. It's like, I don't notice something about somebody's smile. They have to smile with their eyes. And sometimes you don't even know what that person really looks like anymore. Right, right. And, you know, like, what what is that, those eyes? What are those eyes telling me? And I've been a goofball, too, because I will talk to a stranger, you know, and I will smile all the time walking by people. Mm -hmm. And I've been in the grocery store, or even I was at... Carbs Oasis one day, and I was smiling at this lady because we were both looking kind of at the same plant, and I'm thinking, don't pick this because I'm wanting. I know. Yeah, that's right. You can't face. you can't really use your look of intimidation like you've got one, Lori. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I know, I know right? I know. And then you could just say, uh, "Excuse me, this one's mine." <laughs> I know. I didn't want to make a move though. I know, I but see. anyway, I was. But I looked at her. <laughs> Because I thought, well, am I going to make a move? And then I said, I really am smiling at you. And I feel like a goofball because I have this mask on my face. She goes, I'm smiling at you, too. And I'm still trying, you know, to get used to this. So I just think those normal, you know, yes, we have the eye contact, but we don't know that the rest of the face isn't evident, you know, or available for us to see to really interpret that. And I think people are really feeling this. And I think it's important You know, for people to realize this because that lack of connectedness and isolation can lead to depression. It can lead to hopelessness, even the suicide issues. Well, so I had three I, family members, elderly family members in the last four months pass, and um, we did not go to the uh, funeral. Right. Because it was it was in New Orleans to begin with, and <clears> I don't want to set... I'm sorry. I mean, I don't want to, no, you know, expose us because yeah. I have my 93-year-old mother <clears throat> living at home with me and my, my daughter who's in a wheelchair. So we're all compromised right. here. I wanted to, just for a moment, and I'd like for Melanie to chime in j- just a little bit. She mentioned the inability to go to these funerals. And these were not just family members. These were close right. family members. Right. My Aunt Rose is her first name. She and my mom, that was the only person my mom was really calling and talking to. Oh, Outside of her son, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So, a well, lot no, of her. I, think, I mean, I can relate as well. I mean, my dad passed away, you know, about a month ago. Oh, gosh. Um, and, and ended up with COVID complications. Jeez. You know, I've got a godfather who passed away about three weeks before him. Mm. So I can personally identify as well. But also with what I'm hearing, you know, in the office, because this is such a huge factor. And I think we need to really talk about it and understand it because this is going to affect people, you know, for a long time because there's the devastation of the loss, you know, which so grief by itself, right? You know, it's painful and distressing. I mean, but not being able to go, you know, to see people who are very important to us. I mean, and, now there are some funerals happening but you know when my dad passed we weren't able to see him uh, i don't know how long it's going to take me you know to get past that but then the hurricanes were coming a couple of weeks ago so we had to do a 15 minute graveside oh wow service Jeez. yeah so i mean the that closure you know i think is really detrimental because we're not having we don't have it Mm-hmm. You know, it's detrimental. And then I think the guilt sometimes, like, because you would have wanted to be there, yeah. you know, for your family. Yeah. And that, then that struggle between making that decision and then protecting. That's my exact you know. thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. the struggle of not being able to go to be there mm-hmm. for my cousins, you know. Mm-hmm. What I encourage there, Melanie, is just because someone has passed and the official service has happened, mm-hmm. this is where I think memorial services or your friend 
develop some sort of gathering. You know, there's no time limit or, yeah. or expiration date on that. People have done balloons, you know, written notes on balloons and let them go yeah. you know, up in the air. You know, people have done like a God basket or box and put thoughts and prayers and put that in there, you know, plant a tree in their honor. Those are some ways I think that can also be helpful to just keep you know, the spirit of that person wow, that's, you know, alive within you. Right. That's good stuff, Laurie. That's sound medical advice. I wrote it down. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. Well. She did. She. I didn't know what she's doing. She's grabbing the pen. Oh. I thought she was telling me something to ask, but she's uh, she's oh. writing this down for okay. uh, for Rose and and uh, you know I was well, thinking I could get about, this to you too. Yeah, I mean, we I could, could we could always you. plant a rose bush. Oh, there you go. Absolutely. I'm, I'm what a wonderful that. idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're having a Scotty Mac with Cheese podcast visit with a friend of mine, Lori LeBlanc, who is a Baton Rouge area counselor, kind of going through some of the things of stress and trauma we're dealing with in this COVID world and how to deal with the stress. Let's go there. and Just how do we cope? First, I would start off with when I think about you know, how this current time relates to the trauma or distress from like Katrina, you know, after the flood, some of the very things that they talked about, especially during Katrina, but it's just sound, you know, research advice regarding trauma is to be kind to your mind. And so, and so keep, you know, we, we are inundated, I think with, you know, you don't turn on the TV, radio, newspaper, magazine, social media that we're not hearing about coronavirus. I mean, we can't escape it, you know, whether it's good news or bad news. So I think it's important to take breaks you know, from this like upsetting content. And so, you know, more is not better. So we need to get away from it, turn that TV off, you know, just make certain, make like take time during the day, like just check, you know, once or twice a day, uh, but then otherwise get away from it. And Mm -hmm. my suggestion would be is watch things like that are more lighthearted or funny, like two and a half men, golden girls, you know, big bang theory, just stuff that is not going to, tax your brain you don't have to think about it (laughs) but there's not going to be any surprises you know that or trigger events that are going to upset you then i think we all going to know a lot about this one but taking time to unwind i think people are thinking because they're home you know with so many people working at home these days do relaxation techniques but i think make it a point to listen to music right lots of people have been going fishing which i think is just a great idea um do yeah, I, I wanted to go too. I haven't been able to. Oh, I, I need man. somebody to take me, but <laughs> I don't. I don't have any fishing equipment, but I want to go. I know. Um, and then, if people are anxious, I think needlework is always a good hobby or activity to do. With needlework, you have to pay attention to what you're doing, or you're going to stick yourself. So guess guess what I good... did yesterday. <laughs> What did you do? I, um, well, one of my doors got a little weathered in the backyard. It's a French door. I started uh-huh. taking it apart. That's my there. <laughs> but I think that is okay because woodwork was my next. Right. <laughs> I yeah. know, right? <laughs> the thing I have to remind her of is the kind of woodwork she does is l- taking ha- physically taking taking the door <laughs> off and still thinking. I mean, she's you know she's pretty strong physically. I've I mean, seen y'all. I've yeah. seen some of your work. It's fantastic, but it's it's labor intense. Yeah. Yes. And and she's and she's not a youngster anymore. And I, I I'm not supposed to say that too much, but Correct. Uh, when she has back pain, I'm she's a little stubborn sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad that I'm not. 
which is good. So back to the uh, woodworking. Yeah. So I took it apart and then I'm thinking, oh my gosh, where have I gone with this? So I cleaned up my mess last night. And after this podcast, I'm going to get back on it. Yeah. There you go. It's also practical because it's our uh, bedroom, French, French doors, door. and it's to the outside. And so, yeah, we've got to make sure that's not going to be leaking. So that's my little therapy. Well, so, there you go. Um, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So with trauma, some of the COVID-related things, uh, more mm -hmm. more along the disease itself, can I just ask what you are seeing and what your interpretation is, fear of the disease itself and perhaps the unknown? Absolutely. I, I've seen everything from, you know, some people are not taking it seriously at all. Right. And I'm not, you know, they're not going to wear a mask, you know, or, you know, feel like it's a bother. But all the way to the opposite extreme of one time I went to the grocery store and this woman had a hat, goggles, glasses, <laughs> gloves. No. And, and I, I mean, bless her heart. I, I, you know, it was like the fear that she must have been experiencing. I know people who want, who haven't left the house since March 13th. I know, right? I think as a society, we need to be sensitive to those, you know, who are having that reaction, right. you know, because there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. So, so the lady in the uh, grocery store, you uh, immediately mm -hmm. gave her a card. Well, I thought I considered that, but then I thought she might feel it was contagious or <laughs> <Like> contaminated. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. But, I know, right? You know, you know but, but to I them, thought, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of yeah. laughing about it, but to mm -hmm. them, it's a very serious thing. Right. I mean, I had, this was earlier on. I mean, I had gloves on and a mask, so it wasn't like I was not, you know, taking the precautions, but I thought, oh my gosh, it was hot. And just what she had to have gone through to just prepare to do a right. simple act like going to the grocery to store. To walk out the door, you know, to mm -hmm. walk out the door. She has to do mm -hmm. all that. I have something to add. When okay. you're talking about handing out a, a business card, I, I'm uh -huh. thinking about, okay, in a couple of weeks, how do we hand out candy to children? <laughs> I've been... Ah. I've been Entertained myself the other day by thinking I have one of those grabber things. Yes, I like do you too. Right, the right. handle, mm -hmm. and I thought, well, I could put it in a bowl and just reach out and put, pick up some pieces and put it in there. But, you better practice. You know, <laughs> yeah. Or give the uh, you got to give that grab bar uh, a costume. Oh, there yeah. you go. Put yeah. some put some no. fur around it. Yeah, yeah, like that. That's yeah, a good idea. yeah. I was oh, thinking yeah. more of like a veil and be like a little witch on the end, or a oh, little like, happy, oh. something happier than that. Oh, and yeah, I'm, I'm but it's but like it's that. really okay. an interesting thing, even something we mm -hmm. weren't thinking about months ago that is such right. a big part of our culture: Halloween and trick or treating. Big. Time. Well, have we even decided that they're having it? I don't know. It, some places are, some places aren't. Yeah, I see okay, the store yeah. still selling all the costumes and the candy. So, well, of mm. course they're going to sell it. But yeah, and um, uh, and if you don't have all of the candy given away, we know what's going to happen with it. So. Well, which leads to you know, I think about the, the quarantine nineteen that <laughs> we've all gained during this time. I know, and, right? And now we're going to have hurricane snacks, and uh, I have hurricane snacks left over, and Halloween candy. So let me tell you, my trick or treaters are going to get a lot because <laughs> I don't want to have one piece yeah. left. The stress, the stress. That's something else that adds to the stress. Mm -hmm. It's a cumulative effect that can create some pretty serious trauma. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I've seen, uh, I mean, you know, my son 
uh, goes to Woodlawn High School. Yeah, I'm uh-huh. old and I have a 16 year old, mm-hmm. but he's been he's been processing the uh, suicide of his mm-hmm. classmate, and nobody right. really had any idea that mm-hmm. what was going on. He said, "Dad, I I didn't know him that well, but he didn't mm-hmm. look like he was struggling or at all." There was some stuff on social media that perhaps should have been pointed out, but right. um, sometimes but you just can't see. No, but I think we're taking for granted on some levels about the isolation issue and the connectedness, you know, because you think about those high schoolers, though. I mean, at the end of last year, well, I keep saying last year, but the, in, in March, the end of the school year. Right. I mean, that was just all weird. You know, we're seeing that from adult eyes. But if that was the social support network or, you know, we have no idea what else could possibly have been going on in his life, you know, but this sense of isolation can lead to feelings of abandonment or rejection, logical or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are feeling that, you know, if I had one message today to get out there and I'll probably say it when we finish again, I mean, but we all need to remember and remind people that isolated does not mean alone. But I think people feel very isolated. So I think like with your son, like, really check in and he's probably going to go, Oh dad, you know, I don't want to talk about it. I'm fine. I mean, but to reach out in concrete ways. And I know we live in the world of texting, you know, these days, but that's not enough. I mean, people need to hear your voice. And I just think that's a way bigger, you know, problem than people are realizing. That's a very good observation. What I was going to ask you about, and this is, I guess the main reason why Melanie is here, although she's doing a really good job. You know, maybe we ought to create a podcast called... Maybe uh, you should. Yeah, you know, like uh, the two of us, Melanie and I could be like married with microphones or something. There you go. <laughs> something like that. Um, Not, okay, you can't call it Dysfunction Junction. <laughs> no, I like that. Well, or you can have it if you want it. I <laughs> like that. As, okay. long as, you're, as long as you're in the, the, the mix, too, sometimes. Yeah. You know. yeah. But what about relationships? What about husband and wife? What what about partners? What about dating if you're single? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, let me start with a few things. How about that? You're single, aren't you, Lori? I am, but let's, well, let's save that for a minute. Okay. But um, <laughs> let's start with couples first, and we'll, we'll go down the line. All right. Um, we must realize, you know, since this started, with so many people working at home, that people are spending an extra 40 hours per week at home with their partners, which is 2,400 additional minutes in each other's space. (laughs) You know, that's a good point you made because I was used Mm -hmm. to, Scotty, going to to work, leaving the home, you know, and Mm -hmm. I work at home. So Mm -hmm. it's been quite an adjustment. Mm -hmm. She's being kind. Some days I'm a little, um, how should I put this? Um, the medical term is grumpy. Okay. <laughs> grumpy pants. Yeah. Well, I think love can be 24 yeah. seven, but it doesn't usually mean our days together. Yeah. Usually oh, our days please. together or not. But I think this quarantine has certainly put a magnifying glass you know, on relationships. And it has had, I think a, this pandemic has had a profound effect you know, on relationships. So this is how I see it. People who were in good relationships, you know, ahead of time, because these situations like this are either going to make or break the relationship. So if you were in good shape before and everything was functioning quite well, you're going to probably be fine. 
if it was bad, you know, really bad, and you were already at each other's throats, the number of negative interactions will just spike. You're sort of like the bad coronavirus curve. I think the groups that need to pay probably the closest attention, and I call them like the Goldilocks group, that their relationship might not be too hot, not too cold, but unfortunately not just right. <laughs> so, you know, this is going to be, they're not, in, you know, they're not used to this. And so it, it could be an increase in arguments or emotional distancing. There could be financial concerns, you know, through all yes. of this. And if they've not weathered, you know, some of those storms before, you know, like the honeymoon might be over, you know, for them. And so my advice to that group in particular is try not to make any major relationship decisions, Good. you know, for at least three to six more months, because hopefully this will look different, you know, by then and kind of let some of this settle down because what you're seeing from each other right now is not going to be hopefully what we'll be seeing or will be the the baseline you know of the relationship in the future so it, it kind of reminds me of when somebody uh, like the mom is uh, home and uh, mm-hmm. nesting and taking care of the family right. things and cooking and then all of a sudden the husband is retired and she does not know right. what to do with him you know <laughs> he doesn't know Correct. really what to do with himself let me let me just ask you related to your practice have you had an increase in in clients it was patients most recently i would call them clients because inpatient would be more like the patient okay Um, i'm getting a lot more calls because people are just exhausted overwhelmed you know from all of this and with everything that we've just talked about because this has touched everyone Mm -hmm. in one way or another and with no real end in sight and like you said earlier, Scotty, some of the experts are saying some things won't go back you know, to the way it was. So there's a lot of change. So because people weren't getting out at first, things were slowed down and then it wasn't quite clear what was going to happen. Could we do teletherapy or not? That kind of thing. But um, I think there is my practice is certainly increasing and I think we're going to see a huge increase. We're talking with Baton Rouge area licensed therapist and counselor Lori LeBlanc. And uh, before we get you off the phone here, Lori, I just wanted to find out if you could leave us with specific things we can do to get us through this season of life. What would you recommend? One, I would say laugh as much as possible. You know, maybe not at each other, but with (laughs) each other, you know, but just find some ways to laugh because things are so serious and just feel so heavy. I think prayer is always a wonderful thing, you know, to yes. to utilize on any day. Right. Um, I think arranging quality time with loved ones, you know, reach out to them, like avoid isolating, which is a challenge right now, mm-hmm. you know, and stay connected in very positive, concrete ways. I mean, one of my best friends after my dad passed, she kept saying she texted me. She said. I need to see your face. I need to see your face, you know, and I need to hug you today. (laughs) And so, and that meant so much to me. So we had to, we had to figure out how to make that happen. Right. You know, but to me, that was just such a wonderful, like gift in a concrete way. And so I think that's a way, do things that you enjoy. But I think with, with so much time at home, people are staying in their 
mm-hmm. clothes that we wouldn't even go to Walmart in. Mm-hmm. I think we need to change clothes, get out of your dress, out of your night clothes. Yeah, shower, do the regular right. routine stuff. Exactly. Every day and put something on, even if you're working at home, that you would at least wear out of the house, mm-hmm. even if you're not leaving. Because then we just become couch potatoes, and that's not going to you know, help out at all. I am a big decorator, so I'm all about pick a holiday, any holiday right now, and decorate for it. So Start decorating for Christmas, heck. We right. were just talking about that. Not even worried about Halloween. We're too late right. for that. So. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, Christmas decorations are out at the store. So, I mean, I think anything goes right now, so just go with it. Just go with it because I think we can all use those reminders of what some sort of normalcy is. I mean, we put some Halloween decorations in the lobby of my office and everybody who's come in said, Oh, look how cute. Oh, look how nice. Like every person, because I think it's just the heaviness, you know, of everything, you know, around us. The other things, just some basics, but like be kind, you know, to each other. If you ask someone, is something wrong or what's the matter? And they tell you nothing or they assure you it's not them, then trust them. You know, just believe what they're saying has nothing to do with you. No, really? How are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because if they want to tell you, then they'll tell you what it is. But I think it can aggravate them if you keep saying, well, what's the matter? What's the matter? I know something's the matter. Right. And so, you know, if they're not ready to talk about it, then leave it, you know, alone. But then the gift is knowing that it's not you. Yes. So that's my advice there. I think, and just, we don't know what any person is going through that day. We don't know how they're personally coping with this coronavirus. So, my advice would be be kind, show gratitude, and I think all of us could have just practice extra grace, mm-hmm. you know, required. Especially right in traffic. Oh, absolutely. Oh, God, yes. Yes, especially in traffic. And so um, I just want to say two things. You know, there are, there is some support out there. So we have the locally, we have the phone, which is a 24-hour hotline through the Baton Rouge Crisis Intervention Center. Mm-hmm. And that number is 225-924-1431. And I'll repeat that, 225-924-1431. And then my prayer would be that no one would need this, mm-hmm. but the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K, or 800 273 Five, five. And I said this earlier, but for everyone, if there's nothing else that you listen to me that I said today is to please remember this. Isolated does not mean alone. Just because you're, you may be isolated, but you are not mm. alone. Right. That's good stuff. Lori, we certainly appreciate you uh, sharing some time. I'm, I know that you uh, have an appointment in like five mm-hmm. minutes. So okay. uh, Better we, than being late for five minutes. That's right. We're working on being on time. So uh, thank you so much for sharing. Hey, just real quick, um, mm-hmm. if people have questions or maybe they didn't get a chance to get that number, could they shoot you an email or uh, maybe uh, contact information? Yeah, sure. My office number is um, 225-603-6226. And email is, it's all lowercase, LeBlanc, Lori, 
at ilsouth.net. And Scotty, thank you though, because mental health is not always the easiest you know, topic you know, to discuss, but I think in this time that we're in, it is so crucial that we do. So thank you for this opportunity oh, to be well, able to put it uh, out there. Yeah, and, and all your encouragement, because uh, uh-huh. that's what I believe we're all here to do is to encourage sure. one another. I uh-huh. want to go fishing. Well, go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's an extra seat in the boat, let me know, Melanie. Yeah. I want to go too. Okay, all right. <laughs> Laurie, thank I you so much. For, we certainly appreciate uh, you enlightening people. Absolutely. Thank you, Laurie. And, no uh, problem. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't even do a cheesy joke, and that's and it's the Scotty Mac with Cheese podcast. I'm so glad. <laughs> This was a serious topic. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. Thank you, Lori. Have Thanks, a wo- Have a wonderful day. You too. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye.